All right, guys, this is a very special episode today. This is the first time we're all in the same room together. It's actually the first time I've ever even met Matt in real life. How you doing, Matt? Doing good, man. It's it's nice to finally actually meet you in person. I feel like I already know you, though, because we literally Discord and Zoom all these together for the past year or so. It's a very tender moment. Yeah, we do these once a week. It's like, I mean, we might as well be together, but we do it on actual FaceTime-type deals. But here we are, Wit's new apartment. Bringing in a little bit of Miller, a little bit of pizza. I know. This is like the first time we're actually almost around a keg. Yeah, and I haven't been here in three weeks, so it's going to be good to be back. It's been a long three weeks. Life happens, but it's good to be back. Not to continue on with the tender moment, but it was like whenever I went to Oxford and hung out with Wit. It was only like the third time I've ever hung out with him in person. I was going to say, we've, we met before that. Right, 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 right. We met. You were probably blackout drunk. I mean, it was <laughs> yeah. the first time I met you. The first time I ever met Matt. I don't know if I've told the story on the podcast before. We were watching the Alabama-Florida State game. What was, was it 2017? 2017. Yeah. It was the opener. Oh, yeah, when they had to, uh, yeah, DeAndre, DeAndre Francois. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Francois when he tore his ACL. Tore his ACL and we yeah. broke Florida State. Yeah, then Florida State exploded. Yeah. Yeah, but in, I think it was it Bama was one. Florida State was three, I think. Two. It was one-two to start the year off. That's right. That's right. You were right. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yeah, that was the year after. Can you remember they played uh, Michigan in the – was it Orange Bowl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, Florida State played Michigan. One of the best Orange Bowls yeah, it was, I've ever seen. But um, I remember Matt. I was sitting inside watching the Georgia game. I watched Georgia play App State, and then Georgia Southern played Auburn. I remember watching both those games, and then Matt comes rolling in when the Bama game starts. Or what, like 7 o'clock or something? It was, the, it was the 8 p.m. kickoff. Yeah. And to preface this, I had graduated from college the year before this. So I had just started a big boy job in August. So this was 2016. And I come back. The boys wanted to hang out, and it, it, it was like, "Oh, let the old alumni show these guys how to do it." I can, I can <laughs> hang with, I can still hang with the boys. <laughs> and so, Mark, right, Mark, Beaver. in fact, made it his sheer goal that Nathan told him, "If if you tell Matt, I bet you can't do this, he'll do it." <laughs> so it was like, "Hey, there's like, I don't know." An eighth of this Jack Daniels left. I bet you can't choke this. All right, bring it on, man. Let's see. Dangerous games. And and we played slosh ball. It was the first time I ever played slosh ball. It's classic. And I am a phenomenal slosh ball player. I carried our team, and we were playing with tall boys. So I drank all of the tall boys plus the Jack Daniels. I didn't make it past halftime of the Alabama game. I didn't. I woke up not knowing if they won. Sounds about right. Yeah. Believe it or not, Matt, I've, I've only met you like maybe twice. Yeah. Were yeah. you there that night? I can't remember. I wasn't, no, I wasn't, wasn't there, there that, that night, night. But all of our conversations in person have only really been short and brief. Yeah. Other than that, I've only ever really spoke to you via Zoom. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> Discord. And, and, and half the time it's been arguments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stepbrothers. Yeah. Well, Mac, the, Mac Jones arguments. I think the first time that I ever hung out with Lando officially – was at the Marywood House. Yeah, the Marywood there. House. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I walked over. Oh, yeah, y'all came had, for parents' had weekend. never met Lando before, and Chad was like, oh, he likes NASCAR. And so the That's first right. conversation That's we right. ever had was just NASCAR related. NASCAR, yeah. 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 Okay, so so I, I actually lied, because I remember me, you, and Chad had like an hour's worth conversation about NASCAR yes. and other stuff like that, which, of course, when you know NASCAR and when you're involved in it, and when you love NASCAR, you can just talk all day long. 
We should have our own podcast about NASCAR. Yeah, it was, it, talking it, racing. It, talking it was, racing. It was, it was literally us t- standing around, like, talking about our favorite memories of, like, like oh, remember the 2001 yeah. Atlanta race whenever Harvick won? And you're like, Harvick. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing you know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. That uh, was, you know, NASCAR. Talking racing. That's a prelude to my poor one out, though. It's it's not NASCAR related, but it is, it is talking racing, so stick around. Well, that's one thing we like to do here on the podcast. We don't just talk about football. We throw in a little bit of racing. A little bit of tennis sometimes. I've done it like once. And golf. <laughs> golf. No, it's, it's yeah, mainly golf. golf. Decent yeah, I mean, golf. Oh, definitely golf. Hey, speaking of golf, Tiger Woods and his son uh, played in the tournament. Are playing in the tournament. That was insane. You see that the video? PNC. That was insane. He's the exact carbon copy. Yeah, and uh, the kids. Okay, so considering I play golf like once a week, once or twice a week, it's actually kind of frustrating that that kid is what maybe no older than ten years old, yeah. and he's good. He's okay, so damn Dude, good. But he's, but he's ten years old, and he's probably played every single day of his entire life. His swing looks better. It was like it's he probably came out of the womb chipping into like a washing machine. He had it down to the nose scratch. Did you see that? He the, yeah, scratches yeah. his nose the same. Yeah. Scratches his nose the same way, and then then his stance when he's like 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 waiting like green, he kind of, kind of puts his hand on his yeah. hip and stands on the club. Yeah, it's <sighs> everything is they're identical. And the uh, the club twirl, like he even has the club twirl down, and the kid's good. Like he's good. He's very good. One thing I hope I hope that that Tiger keeps it fun for him though, because what a lot of parents do is they make it not fun and they, and they force it on the kid. Like that's uh, golf is a sport where it can be extreme, extremely frustrating. Like especially for a ten year old kid. And it would not surprise me whatsoever to see Tiger Woods be the dad that just overbears on his son when he's yeah. trying to learn to play the game of but golf. Because Tiger's so serious. T- Tiger's, Tiger's so serious. He's and, so serious. But look at where he came Actually, from. Earl Woods was that way with him. Like, he had Tiger swinging and chipping for, like, an hour every day when he was, like, three. I actually kind of disagree with you, though. I think what Tiger's been through in terms of... It's taught like, him what like, not to do. Like, like yeah. life-threatening situations. Right. And then, like, things that was going on with his, with, like, his past wives and stuff like that. I think Tiger has had life experiences to make him want his son to enjoy life and experience life in a different light than the way he has. So I think Tiger's going to do a good job. I hope he does. Cause I want to see this. What's his name? Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. I, I, I want to see Charlie play, play yeah. the PGA tour. They were calling him baby cub today, <laughs> <laughs> but, but like he is though. I mean, and, and I agree with Lando on this because Tiger is, I feel like his dad was so hard on him. Right. That, and and if you look go back and like hear the stories of Tiger and his dad, the only reason that Tiger's the way that he is is because his dad like made him be that way. Right. And now, I I think it became unfun for Tiger whenever he is. I mean, he he wins the Tiger Slam every Master or every major four in a row wins them, and it's like there was no one even close to him in that span. Right. So I think that Charlie. Tiger's going to be like, look, man, if you want to keep playing, keep playing. But I think Tiger also has that competitive edge in him, and he'll put more of that in Charlie than the golf. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, um, we were talking about NASCAR earlier. I listened to a podcast um, that uh, Dale Jr., uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. does, and he had Kevin Harvick on there, and they were talking about how Kevin gets his son Keelan into racing, and he said he tried his his hardest to get him to do other things because Kevin races – and he knows how hard he is on himself, so he didn't want to put that pressure on his son. So, like, it's it's good to know that these professional athletes don't want their kids to like experience the same experiences that that they experience, and they want their kids to experience other things in life. A lot of big time athletes do that too. Like, yeah. I know, I think Tiger's even said that about his kid too. He's like, I didn't want him to get into golf, but he's into golf, and he's incredible. 
And I think, um, what's his name? Cooper Manning? Cooper Manning has said something yeah, similar something about similar Arch, to too. That. Yeah, I mean, and Arch Manning has been, like, the most talked about prospect of all time when it comes to college football recruiting. Yeah. It's like you see all these high school coaches, and a lot of times their kids do it. Not because they're forced to, but they grow up around it so much. I mean, when you're in green, your entire life, your dad is Tiger Woods. Dale Earnhardt Jr., his dad is Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt. Like, you grow up around people that worship, in a lot of senses, your parents for what they do. And it brings immense pressure. And But it brings pressure, but it also, like, you're around it, and you fall in love with the grind just like they they did. And and, because you're around it, it's what you know, and and – some people go the opposite way of that, though, yeah. where it's like, you know, you have parents. I know I had, like, high school coaches that had kids, and it was like they forced them to play, and they hated it. But so we can go either way. As long as the parents keep it fun for the kids and let the kids do what they want, I think they normally choose the path of what their parents do. I they, just hope one thing is is one day when Charlie makes it to the, to the PGA Tour, which one day he will, I hope that media and people of that nature don't, like, Initially, tried to compare him to Tiger Woods. You know oh, I mean? they already are. They are. Yeah, they will. They will. <laughs> he's he's because, ten years old, and that's what they're talking because about. Because that that it's 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 going to ruin his career, and it's gonna it's gonna it's 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 basically going to do what what happened to to Dale Junior. Like Dale Earnhardt was the goat in a lot of people's eyes, and when Dale Junior came in and only won twenty six races and won no championships. A lot of people don't like people love Dale Jr., but there are a lot of people who don't respect him because for sure he didn't go out and win seven championships. He didn't have the career his dad did. So I hope. You know, people just let Charlie live his own life and allow him to play golf the way he wants to play golf. Unfortunately for Charlie, that was not, not going to happen because <laughs> people is, in media is suck. Not possible. I, I'm sure there's people in the media questioning why he hasn't won a Masters yet. I know, and, and he's, he's ten, and he's nine or ten, nine or ten. So, and honestly, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he was the youngest player to ever win a major tournament. Yeah, I I'm, mean, he's what ten now. <laughs> And he's already out there, like, competing Wins with pros. Yeah. I mean, he's out there just playing with his dad in, like, father-son tournaments. <laughs> and he's playing better than, like, Phil Mickelson would if they were, in, like, in the match or something. I, ridiculous. It'll be interesting to see how long it takes for Golf.com to come out with, an, with, a, with a poll of when does Charlie win his first major? 17? 18? 19? Well, I mean, to get into the corner ferry, you have to, you have to first, what, go through college, right? Well, no. There are no, people in corner ferry that are in college. Mm-hmm. So what, what's the requirement for that? You, have you don't to, have to go through college. I think you just have to be 18, I think. Is it 18 to be a probably. pro? Uh, you just have to get your card. You can, be any, card. you can be any age to be an amateur, though, and play in these tournaments. You can qualify for the Masters. You can be like nine, I think, and qualify for the Masters if you're good enough. So, so But nine-year-olds playing for pro tees, it's almost impossible. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean, and, and, almost. And when, you, when you look at these, like, when you look at these big-time PGA courses – at some point, age plays a factor in it. Just because, like, a seventeen-year-old not strong play, enough playing a four hundred ninety-yard par four, yeah. they they just don't have the the strength to, unless you're on like mad steroids. Right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, there's no way. Yeah, I mean, if you're, you, if you're ten years old, you're not, you're not, you don't have the range to play. Well, think right. about it. There, there, there are people on the PGA Tour who 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 can't hit a drive three hundred yards. Their average drive is yeah is maybe what two ninety five, two ninety. Right, right. So. But when you can hit when you can hit a five iron or a four a six iron one hundred ninety yards two hundred yards consistently it doesn't right. matter how far you drive it right like like Charlie as good as he is he's probably not hitting his five iron or seven iron like I I, I remember I think it was Bubba Watson that they were they were showing him and he was like all right I'm gonna use my seven iron here and it was like two twenty 
And it, it was just like, wait a second, a seven iron two twenty. Uh, first of all, that I'm, first of all, that's absurd. Yeah, it's absurd because because yeah. like mo- most people <laughs> hit their seven iron what what one seventy five. I I hit mine. I hit my seven iron like one seventy five, almost one eighty. But two hundred is ridiculous. Yeah, it that but that's what separates guys like us from. From that's, that's the reason we're not playing on the pro tour. That's absurd. Right yeah. Two two for seven hour. Oh, dude. There's been times where that's I a just, hybrid I just, yeah. I like I sit there and I'm just in awe of the clubs that they select, just because it's like, oh yeah, it, oh, I would work. I would be going driver off the deck here. It's 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 like two fifty, and they're they're like, all right, yeah, give me. Give me a six iron. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've seen, like, DeChambeau or uh, was it Dustin Johnson? I can't remember who it was. Someone put out a nine iron to go, like, 180 one time. I was like, what in the world? I was like, what do y'all hit for, like, 100? <laughs> a half swing of a of a, of a 56 degree is, is a... That's absurd. Yeah, like, yeah, you're right. Because, like, I saw one guy pull out a... a, a he pulled out a pitching wedge and, 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 and hit it, like, like, I don't know, 160? Yeah. And I'm like, are, are you kidding me? Pitching wedge shouldn't go that far, but I feel we we've destroyed the golf topic. But that's what happens when you get guys who play lots of golf. We've destroyed the golf topic. One room. Okay, let's talk about recruiting because Texas A and M is number one in recruiting. Jimbo Fisher has done a good job. Uh, the SEC is one, two, and three. Is is Texas A and M, Georgia, right? Bama. No, Bama's Alabama. two. Yeah, Bama's two, and then, and then Georgia. Georgia's three. And then who's it four? Oh gosh, who is four? Four was Ohio State. I think was it really? Penn State was six. Texas is five. Texas is five. Which I want is to wild. Say, well, it's not wild because what was Notre Texas. Dame? I thought Notre Dame was top. Notre Dame was seven. The last I saw, In my la- the the last time I checked, and then North Carolina was surprisingly eight. Michigan had a top ten class, and then Oklahoma rounded out the top ten. Yeah, it's Texas A and M, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Texas, Penn State, Notre Dame, North Carolina eight, Michigan nine, Wait, Missouri is what. 12. Oklahoma 10. 12. Kentucky's 11. So, all right, so. Kentucky's 11. Kentucky's at 11? I started well, this because. Uh, they were pretty good. Witt said a couple weeks ago that he would be surprised. A couple weeks? Dude, it was like three days ago. Three days ago. <laughs> He'd be surprised if Oklahoma jumped from 21 after uh, the coaching change. Let me explain myself. Explain, since, your, since explain yourself. So the reason I said that, that was, that was right before National Signing Day. Oklahoma we were was 21. Like 20, yeah, 21, 25, 21, yeah. whatever. <laughs> and outside of the top 20. Yeah. So I said that because they had a lot of guys leave to go. Some of them went to go play for Lincoln Riley. Some of them just decommitted. Yeah, just went somewhere else. But I didn't know this. Apparently, you, I think you knew this. I didn't know this. But there's guys that decommitted from Clemson yep. who were, were crystal ball to go to Oklahoma. Yes. And there were guys In who Florida. had decommitted from Oklahoma who had already said that they're probably going to end up coming back because yes. they hired Venables. Yeah, so, so I, that I didn't know. I had previously knew. So, I, so when you said that, I I had already known that there were guys from Florida who had decommitted from Florida, and there were guys from Clemson. It's not empty. I'm talking about beer. There were guys, <laughs> there were guys from Florida that had decommitted, Clemson that had decommitted, and then there were guys from Oklahoma that when Lincoln left, initially decommitted, but Venables was able to get them back, and pretty much. Those guys love the program so much that they're they're more of program guys, not coach guys. They wanted to stay, so that's why I said I knew Oklahoma would be fine when Venables got hired, just because he has roots there. He's a tough guy. He knows how to recruit. He's won national championships, and you know, like, just he loves the game of football, and he he says all the right things. So I, I knew we'd be fine. A top ten class for for what we've gone through in the past couple weeks. 
that I'm happy with that because that's what we've been doing <laughs> for the past ten years. Well, okay? and that's why Venables was a great hire for you guys too. It was awesome. He, I, I'm, honestly, in my opinion, like Dabo's a good recruiter. I think Venables is the reason Clemson has been so dominant in recruiting for the last couple of years. Clemson's 17 right now. They finished 17. national sign day at 17. They only have one five star after the season they just had. I mean, Oklahoma, they had all those guys leave. They just had a coaching change. They brought Venables on. They have less. No, they have two more commits, actually, and they're ranked 10. Right. So here's my thing with Venables and, and Dabo. Dabo has been so long, for so long, been so stubborn about not touching the transfer portal. And he's like, oh, you know, it's ruining football. I only want to recruit guys and have guys play here that want to play here. And, and I want, I want to show them that I'm loyal. And I think Dabo's whole mentality behind that is well intended. But it's starting to catch up with him right. to where he's going to start seeing more and more kids don't. That's not what they're there for. He's trying to make it about education. They're making it about money and wins and national championships. And they're they're saying, all right, Dabo, um, we just saw what you did this year with a team that was ranked number two preseason. We all picked them to be in our playoff there was nobody else in the ACC that was anywhere near close to Clemson preseason, and they barely finished in the top 25. Yeah, They didn't play well through the entire year, except defensively, and they lose Brent Venables, who was their best recruiter, and the only reason that they didn't lose seven games this year. Their offense was awful. DJ was, was terrible. Defense was good, though. The defense was the – defense was, they're the only defense that, DJ, that, that Jordan didn't score a touchdown on. I mean, they, they, yeah. and, and Venables, yeah. <laughs> but Venables is going to bring that mentality to Oklahoma, which I think Oklahoma has been lacking for so long. And honestly, Venables being in Oklahoma is going to make their transition to the SEC easier than them having Lincoln. I think they will be better for it, but it still was an important hire for Oklahoma to make. Right. Like if they would have hired somebody else, I don't know that it would have been as good or smooth of a transition. So, for those of you that that don't, that don't know, I haven't been here for 3 weeks. One of the weeks I was in Oklahoma and the reason was is because uh Joe uh, Castiglione, the AD for Oklahoma, actually called me personally and wanted me to come advise him on who he should hire. So, I drove to Norman from from where I live uh through the night and I uh, made it to Norman about 10 o'clock, went to OU's campus, uh looked at the statues of Bob Stoops and was like, "Yeah, you know what?" I think Brent Venables is going to be the guy. So I told Joe, I was like, Joe, you got to hire Brent. <laughs> Two days later, I see on the on the, on the the news in, in, in my hotel, Oklahoma expect to hire Brent Venables. And you know what, Matt? You are spot on. Because the way Brent Venables went out the first time at Oklahoma in 2011, he got fired. It wasn't very good. Defense wasn't great. We, he was trending down. And I think when he experienced that, he knew he had to change some things. When he went to Clemson, Clemson's defense immediately was stout. Oh, yeah. And I remember Oklahoma played Clemson in the uh, college football playoff. It was, that was what, 2015? I think it was, it was, it was the first year of the, of the playoff, actually. Second year. Second year. They beat, or they lost to Alabama. Yeah. And, and Clemson's defense beat us up. And, and, and I knew that, that Brent Venables loved that because of the way he went out. So the fact that he's back and now that he, he's, he's, He's experienced some things in Clemson. Now he knows how to how to coach. You know, he's learned from a great coach in Dabo Sweeney. He's learned how to do all those type of head coach things. I think we've got a great hire. And just like you said, the transition from the SEC 
is going to be, I think it's going to be super smooth because we're going to have <clears throat> that smash mouth type football, which we have been lacking for a long, long, long time. Long time. A lot of people thought I'd be sad that Lincoln was gone. Believe it or not, I was actually really happy because I saw the writing on the wall. We, we are a soft football team, very soft and very undisciplined. And we needed a football coach that could get in there and hold people accountable. And it's time for Oklahoma to get back to what we're known for. And that's being physical. Like, like Alabama, Nick Saban had, like, like Matt can tell you, Alabama went through a time where they were not what Alabama football was. You know, and they had to get a coach in there, like Nick Saban, that got them back to what Alabama football is. And I think, you know, it's early. We haven't played any games yet. Got to wait till next season. But I think Brent Venables can be that guy to get us back to what we need to be to. I think if I was an Oklahoma fan, I would be most excited about the fact that he brought Levy on there, too. Because it's one thing to bring in one guy like Brent Venables, who is so strong-minded on the defensive side. But like Kirby Smart's been the past couple years, He's his defense has been elite. I mean, Kirby's had the best or top five defense every single year that he's been at Georgia. The problem with Georgia is the fact that we haven't had a good offense until we brought in Todd Munkin and the yep. offense finally started taking shape, even with <laughs> a guy like freaking Stetson Bennett, a quarterback. If you bring in a guy like Jeff Levy, go and give him the reins of the offense. Venables should not have his hands on the offense whatsoever. If you have those two guys working together, you're going to have that balance. And that's what you need to win a national championship. And, and while I was still on vacation, um, I watched one of uh, Venable's press conferences, <coughs> press conferences, and he said that he was going to hire a defensive coordinator, and that was the best thing I ever heard him say. Like out of all the things, out of the whole forty minutes that I watched, that was the best thing I heard him say because Lincoln Riley, towards the very end, he he was the one calling the plays. He didn't have a defensive coordinator because Shane Beamer had gone to South Carolina, so obviously the offense had taken a hit. Actually, the the team all around had taken a hit because. The head coach is focusing on offense and not the entire all-around game. Brent Venables hiring, I forget his name. What was his name? Jeff Levy. No, Jeff Levy. And defense coordinator. Defense coordinator. Oh, Ted Roof. Ted Roof. Now, Ted Roof has been everywhere. People are not really happy about his that. His resume is garbage. His resume sucks. I think Venables hired him because he knows his system. And he's just going to be another set of eyes for Brent Venables. To he was a defense. he was an analyst uh, with him at Clemson, right? He was this an past an, year. He was, a, he was an analyst. Season. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I think is going to happen is Venables is going to put Roof up in the booth. He's not going to be on the field. He's just going to be up there with the pair of binoculars looking at at the field and telling Brent what's happening. Brent's going to call the defense, but it's also going to allow Brent to be able to work with the the entire part of OU football, special teams, football, defense, everything. So I think we're going to be good. I, you know, I think we're going to be a decent football team. We have Big 12 schedule, so we're not going to go to the SEC next year. I think it's going to be the year after we're going to go to the SEC. But I, I'm excited at what we're doing. Um, it's going to be exciting next year. I'm really excited. No, oh, I, I I agree with everything you said. <laughs> I I was a little surprised. I, I wouldn't say I was critical of the Ted Roof hire. I was surprised that he hired Ted Roof. Just because I feel like, and you see that you saw this with Dan Landing at Georgia, you saw it at Alabama with with Pete Golding, and even with Tosh Lupoy, Nick Saban has traditionally gone with guys that are really strong recruiters on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, makes but, sense. Because that's that's what that's what their job is is to be a good defensive recruiter. He wants you to find those players, and for all the all the shit that I have talked about Pete Golding. He can recruit, huh? He can recruit. I mean, he just got Eli Ricks from from LSU. I mean, he 
he does a good job of getting guys in, and he he has his games where it's like fire him to the sun, and then he's got his games where it's like Pete knows kind of what he's doing, but he can recruit, and that's where I was like, I'm surprised that Brent didn't go with a guy that was younger, maybe a little more in touch with the recruiting scene, but I I do agree with what you said. He's Ted Roof's whole purpose is to be another set of eyes, not right. run the show. Let me let me ask y'all something since we're on the topic of Clemson coaches leaving and. Uh, we were talking about Clemson being ranked 17 in the recruiting class of this uh, after the signing day. Is Dabo's reign at Clemson starting to go down? Yes. In that downslope? No. Yes. Do you think there's a good chance he gets it back next year? <laughs> and, and, and here we go. We disagree about something. Yeah. So I'm going to say no because oh I boy. think Dabo Sweeney is such like – Dabo Sweeney is just a good coach in general. He's he's down to earth. He can recruit. I think people want to play for Dabo Sweeney. I think Dabo can get coaches to come coach with him. Is Clemson going to have some down years? Yes, they're going to have a few bad years. But I think the people who pump in that money to to Clemson athletics, they're going to keep Dabo on because they know of a good years, and then they're not going to allow. They're not. They're not going to be like Texas. They're not. They're not going to going to be like, oh, you 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 suck now. We're going to fire you and get somebody else. They're going to be, oh, man, you you had some really good years, won some national championships for us. We know what you can bring to the table. So the, I think Dabo Sweeney one day is going to get back there. It, Clemson can do it. Here's my – and I, I agree with you, but I think Dabo is starting to be seen for what he is like. As, what, what is he? It, what, he's starting to be whiny. Everybody is looking at him, and they're not looking at down to earth, good old Christian with little old Clemson anymore. Yeah, true. Okay. They're they're looking at Dabo is you are this guy who has said all this stuff, and yet you've been at the top of the mountain, and now it doesn't okay. come across as you being down to earth. It sounds like you're bitching because you're not good at as good at the transfer portal, and you're staying out of the transfer portal, and you're not doing what Nick Saban does, and you're not doing what Brian Kelly's doing at LSU, and you're not doing what all these other guys are doing, and you're being stubborn in your ways. You just lost your defensive coordinator, who's the only reason you didn't lose more than three games this year. You lost Tony Elliott, who your offense was not very good this year at all. He's going to Virginia. Your coaching staff around you is collapsing. I don't think that Dabo's going to be fired. I think he's just going to leave. I think he's going to see the writing on the walls, and I think that I think that, I think that Dabo, maybe not this year, but I think eventually Dabo is going to say, "Look, this is not. I, I, I've got to. I'm going to go find something else." So he's a good coach. He just he's, he's making a, lots of excuses, and then like the the whole thing with the transfer portal, talk about how players are being manipulated. They've always been manipulated. Yes. Oh, it's since, just, since, just since, new since, since, since SMU in the eighties. It, it, yes. <laughs> it, 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 and and that's my whole thing. Where there's a lot of people complaining about like the NIL is ruining college football. Eh. It, this, it's just really, a new really, label. It's really, the now, newest thing. Now it's just legal. You, you've now changed it from being under the table. Here's a duffel bag full <laughs> no more of cash. Ma- no more McDonald's bag. Yeah, now no, here's the straight up check. I mean, you're telling me Leonard Fournette was driving to King Ranch, living in the projects in New Orleans. <laughs> no, like, no chance. No, and and, <laughs> and, and and but that's what I'm saying. And and so like we every major program in college football does it. it Every Alabama player's got a Dodge Challenger, a Dodge Charger. Yeah, Come ta- on, man. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now. We all went to college. And all them athletes had lot had had much nicer stuff than we had. All right, so 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 yes, a lot of that stuff was, was on the table. Now it's just legal. So so the coaches that can be like, hey, all right, so the NIL is really good for 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 the players. I'm glad they can do it. I'm going to use this to my advantage. 
And I, I want to get the players here that want to use the, the NIL deal to their, to their advantage, but also want to be here for the program. I think coaches that say that are going to be really su- uh, successful. So, you know, that, now that you say that, I, I, I see what you're saying. But that's why I think Dabo's gone. Or not necessarily gone. But Where does he go then? He, he's done. I, Home. I don't really know. No, he, he's not I, going to the NFL. I, I don't he's not an NFL guy. I don't know. He's not an NFL guy. I don't think he's an NFL guy, but I also – I don't know. I, I just feel like he's worn. He's starting to wear off his wh- that 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 charisma that he had that everyone at Clemson loved. It's starting to come across as the opposite now. And they're like, "Wait a second, you're not." I still hate him. I I think he's a good coach. Like I respect him, but I hated him when 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 Clemson was oh little old Clemson, and I hated him even when Clemson was in a, winning national championships, and he was still saying, "Oh, we're still little old Clemson." Like exactly. It, and can't him. I hate. Oh, I hate him. But that's what I mean. Like there were so many. Like, and I was in the camp of I thought that he would leave and go to Alabama whenever Saban retired because mm. he played at Alabama. He started his coaching career under Stallings. When Mama calls, you go home. The old Bear Bryant saying, "I really hope that they don't even consider him because, like, you have to be yeah. evolutionary in this game. Like, you look at Nick Saban. He started off at with with a pro style offense, winning games defensively." He realized the game was evolving, and so he brings in Lane Kiffin, and he revolutionizes his offense. And then you look at guys like Dabo, who is like, oh, God, I'm not going to touch the transfer portal because I want my guys to see that I believe in them. And you can't do that in modern college football. You can't. Matt, have I ever said that you're a pretty smart guy? I'm not, I've never said that. You've, You've never said that, you. but I appreciate it. So, 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 this is the first time. This, listeners, this is the first time I've ever saying this because what he just said is is spot on. I'm quoting Paul Feinbaum here, and I love Paul Feinbaum. I, th- I think he speaks the truth. So he once said, <laughs> well. <laughs> so, "Well, if you're a Georgia fan, you don't think he speaks the truth." But, no, 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 but, I, but, but anyway, Paul Feinbaum said that that Dabo Sweeney is going to stop being successful because he can't evolve. And it's and it's the daggum truth. This past year, Clemson's offense was the same offense they've been running since 2014. You can't do that. You right. got to change things up. Nick Saban is as good as he is, is because he realizes that. Yes, you have to change things. And you know what? Now you say that, it, it, you know, you 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 may be on something there. Like the, like Dabo has to change things. I think yes, I agree with what you're saying. He hasn't changed the offense, but his offense has also been. Not vanilla. It's it's been pretty no, dynamic spread no, type offense. No, 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 no. Clemson's offense has been pretty. If you think, if you, if you now look, last year it was. If you look at it, really their, their offense has been has been pretty vanilla. Their offense has been very good up until this year. Let, let me let me just Every say. Year. Let me let me just. Yeah. I'll say this about their offense. Eh, it's been okay. D- Dabo Sweeney has only had a great offense when he's had a generational quarterback. Exactly. Deshaun Watson. He's only had generational quarterbacks there too. Uh, Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant was not. Yeah, was not. Trevor Lawrence was. There. Oh, now the but, but, but that's what I'm saying. So you went from Deshaun Watson to Kelly Bryant, and right. you saw and the offense took a dip. And, offense and then the next year, they were like in a close game with A and M, and they're like, you know what? I'm gonna bring in Trevor Lawrence because this is our guy. And now they've got DJ there, and DJ is Kelly Bryant 2.0. Horror. You know. You know what? And 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 I will eat crow on that. I thought DJ would be pretty good. It was horrible. The dude sucks. I still don't think DJ is Kelly Bryant 2.0. I, I don't think okay. he's good, but I think he he has more talent than Kelly. Bryant. Maybe DJ he needs to go to a different ceiling. to a different coach and figure something out. 
I don't know who that I is. I think it's mental for DJ. I, I, I think it's two it's twofold. I think that DJ was propped up all year, all off season as a Heisman candidate, the the guy that's taken over the reins from Trevor Lawrence, and he's running the Clemson offense, and Clemson's a powerhouse. Well, I mean, if you look and, when and you he, watch his tape from last year though, that that's warranted. But, I mean, he but, had really, he played really, really. Well. I didn't think he played that great. I, I'm the same like, way. I, I don't like, think he played I'm that like, great. I thought he played awesome. I don't think everybody really looked at the Notre Dame game. Yeah, but he scored a lot of those points whenever Notre Dame was starting to play like a prevent, and they were just trying to play exactly. zone and move back, and they stopped putting pressure on him. Exactly. But if you watch the Boston College game, he didn't look good in that game. No. And everyone was like, "Oh, well, Boston College has a pretty good defense." I mean, they're they're good for the ACC. Exactly. <laughs> but 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 he did not look good in that game. Thank you. Like. So I I was very I was with Lando on that where I was like hold on 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 DJ because he, he everyone's wanting to hype him up as the next Trevor Lawrence but I ain't seen it yet exactly and like going into that Georgia game that's all they talked about and DJ I thought versus JT and I was like come on man like, I thought having the experience from last year and having a full off season of you know you know spring games stuff like that I thought that he would amount to something that's pretty good he did not amount to that. So I take back what I said about DJ. I, he, you know, he. I think he need. He may need to go to a different coach, a different school, and figure something out. So, see, yeah. I mean, we can blame it on not having generational quarterbacks, but I think Dabo Swinney, the reason that he is falling off at Clemson, and I don't think he's going to leave. I see where you're coming from, Matt. I don't think he's going to leave. I give him another three years. I think he gets fired, and the reason I think he won't that get fired is because he will not no. change anything. He won't change the way he deals with. I mean, have you heard of any Clemson guys having big NIL deals since this all started? I haven't heard anybody. That's you would think true. Clemson players would be like one of the biggest schools to have these massive million-dollar deals. You don't hear about it. You hear about you it from Georgia, Oklahoma, guy. Alabama, Ohio State, all these other schools. You hear about it. Clemson, you don't. You don't hear about Clemson getting any big transfers because he refuses to do anything with the transfer market. The way that college football is turning these days, he refuses to go with it. He thinks – Everything has to be the way it was when he first started. He doesn't want to change anything that he's doing. And I think that is the reason why he's going to lose these recruits. He's going to start losing more games like he did this year. And give it three years, he's going to be at a big-time downfall. I don't think that he's going to get fired. The reason I say he's going to leave is because they're going to give him that they're going to give him that opportunity to ride out on the blades of glory. I think that's why he will leave versus getting fired. Kind of like an Ed O. Right, like, like well, well, Ed Orgeron got fired. Well, but they, they let him they stay let for the finish. year. Yeah, but he also but he had, got fired. He, but, but he had he had other things. There was a lot going on there. A lot going on there. He, he didn't having, get fired because of the having the conversation, too, what are the chances that this is all in Dabo Sweeney's evil plan to work his way out of the good graces of Clemson and eventually move over to Alabama once I, Nick Saban retires. Look, I, no. I I really don't. No. I don't think that. <laughs> I, I, Dabo has not done himself any, himself any favors with the Alabama fan base. Yeah. Especially with his whole shtick. And, and I call it a shtick because I don't think. It, originally, when Dabo would come out and he sounded like this good Christian guy, it seemed authentic. And you felt like you were like, man, I would love to go play for that guy. Now it just feels like you're getting this guy who is essentially like, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to do anything in the transfer yeah, portal. Yeah, but if you're Alabama, like looking at realistic <laughs> options, if Saban retires this year, who would you want more than Dabo Swing? Look at it realistically. Lane Kiffin. Besides, besides Lane Kiffin. Lane, but who would I want more than uh, – See, I, I, I don't know. Lane Kiffin, man, this is just something about – 
Hot take, I'd rather have Dabo than Lane Kiffin. Well, if you're, okay. I kind of agree. I don't know. So Lane, I, Lane Kiffin gives me weird vibes. Dabo's man. a better leader. I think Lane Kiffin gives me weird vibes. No, but, but, but Lane, Lane Kiffin didn't even play call plays the past two years for Ole Miss. Jeff Levy did. But my thing, Jeff Levy was the That's play like call. saying Kirby Smart didn't call plays. No, 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 no. Like, Lane Kiffin has been on the record. And yeah, he's Kirby right. Kirby Smart's it, been on the record saying no, no, Levy, no, but, but I'm telling, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, Lane Kiffin has given Jeff Levy full control of the offense. I, I promise. Yeah, I'm just saying it looks very similar to what I saw when he was Yeah, but Jeff Levy also came from Oklahoma, and he also has been through – but, but basically, Lane Kiffin's system. And I'm not taking anything from Jeff Levy. I know, I'm I just saying. I'm just saying, like, Jeff Levy and Lane Kiffin are of the same mold. Like, their offenses are of the same mold. Well, thing. and Le- Je- Jeff Levy. Also, was Josh Heupel. He's on the Josh Heupel. He was a, he was a, he, he comes from the tree of Art Bryles. Yeah. So he has the Bryles offense same and thing. the Kiffin offense. Same and thing. you would see a merge of a lot of. Both of those well, philosophies. And that's why he's valued so highly as an offensive play caller. Too, yes. Because he's, he's got Lane, he's got Art, he's got. By no Oklahoma, which is pretty much. He's gonna be a really. He's like, a good hire for. Like, there's a lot of Ole Miss folks that were surprised that he left, and I think Ole Miss, or Oklahoma was the only OC job that he would have left for because he, yeah, he went because there, he's basically he was dubbed the coach in waiting because no one thinks Lane Kiffin's gonna be at Ole Miss past three years. So as soon as he left, it was like, hey, well, it's great because we'll just have Jeff Levy step right up into that role. That's his fastest option to be a head coach, and maybe he still is gonna be held in that regard. But back to the, the Dabo Sweeney Alabama point. If 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 you ask me who would I rather have, I can think of at least like Lane Kiffin. All right, give me for one. Sure. Give me give give other than Out, Lane Kiffin. Outside of Lane Kiffin, who, Lane Kiffin. who do I want Real, of realistic options, not just anybody. Guys you think that would actually leave the job they're in now. You put me in the spot, so I'm kinda I'm I'm having to like think in, in to me, Kirby Smart, Ryan Day, those guys are not going to leave. The no, right? no, 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 no. I mean, no. It, yeah. it, Kirby's not going to leave his alma mater to go back no, to Alabama. Exactly. No, um, I, I, I don't think Dabo would be high on my list. If I had time to sit down and think about it, he would probably be my fourth option. But if you don't have time to sit down and think, you can't think of anybody else. Well, no, because, because I'm, I'm not. I'm not proven. I just don't see Dabo Sweeney. Nobody really. I feel like Alabama when so Saban the quite, retires. So, so the thing is, eventually Nick Saban, Nick Saban is either going to retire or die. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, he never does either. I mean, I, I want him to live till he's a thousand. More than likely, he'll he'll die before he retires. More than likely, he'll so, die at age ninety. So you, hundred. So you and then people who also pay for for Alabama are going to have to have to think of who who the hell you want to come in to replace him. But but I'm glad that it's not my job because I, I I'll be honest. I think it's going to be a harder job to fill when it comes open than a lot of people think. Because I agree. if you look back at Alabama post Bear Bryant, it's not very good. Bill Curry, uh, it's not good at all. There, there, there were several guys <laughs> that came in there, and it wasn't until Gene Stallings came in with Bill Curry's players that they actually won a national championship. But there was so much pressure to win fast. Bill Curry had a really good team, but he went 0-3 against Auburn, so they fired him. And so I, yeah. when when you follow a guy like Nick Saban, when that job comes open, is the program going to be in great shape? Absolutely. Yeah. Is the brand name going to be there? Yeah. It always will be because, I mean, Alabama's history goes back to the back 20s. To, back to the 20s. So the, the name brand will be there. It will be a blue blood of college football. It's in the Southeastern Conference. But do you really want to follow the greatest to ever you do know, it? You know, it's funny you say that because, it, like, the same thing happened in Oklahoma in the in, in the in the in the nineties. 
who had to follow Barry Switzer. So uh, like 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 four different guys had to follow Barry Switzer, and it was it, like oh you had the name brand they had the players it's just those guys couldn't live up to the to the expectation. Right. So I I think Alabama you, 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 Matt you're spot on it's gonna that's, be a tough spot. To that's build. one side of the argument though, but then you could also look at it as Nick Saban is the greatest recruiter to ever set foot Absolutely. on a college football field. Yes, if <laughs> honestly you could take over the Alabama football team next year. And I'm not at all questioning your coaching abilities, Matt. I think you'd be a fantastic coach for the know, Al- University of Alabama. We're endorsing him very much, by the way. Don't you coach baseball? You coach baseball, don't you? He coaches baseball. Okay, so, 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 ba- so what you're saying too. is he was suck at listen, football. Listen, listen. <laughs> I've coached football before. Listen, before. Matt could take over the University of Alabama tomorrow, and he would have the most talented college football team there is. He could literally call NCAA 14 plays. And at least get to the SEC championship. No, mm, no, I think he could. No, I, if you, if you, I mean, maybe not. Now that Jimbo's got the number one class, and he's coming up with a bunch of studs. But you're gonna, you're gonna win ten games at Bama with, with not even calling plays. You just tell I, him to go run. I, you know, I, I see what you're such saying. Football but, plays, but but look at what, but look at what Georgia's done. Look at what Texas A&M's done. Yeah, man. Look at what LSU is doing. Yeah. Look, it, you. There are so many brand name programs in the SEC. You can't just sit there and be like, oh yeah, Alabama. I mean. Alabama is one of the premier programs. They always will be. Nick Saban reinvigorated that because there were a lot of lean years pre-Nick Saban. The Mike Shuley years were not fun. Look, I, like you're, I'm not saying that because of it's Alabama. Anybody can win at Alabama. I'm saying that because the year after Nick Saban's there, those players are all still there. Unless Maybe. they just all Maybe. leave. Maybe. But yeah, that's the, the transfer portal. The transfer that, portal that changes things. That, but, I mean, look at like – my example is Mark Helfrich at Oregon. He took over the year after Chip Kelly left and then went and played for a national championship, and he was a horrific coach. He was a terrible coach, but he had Chip Kelly's players. He had Marcus Mariota, who won the Heisman that season. Now, they, they didn't win a national championship. It's right. a little bit – and it's, they got you have smoked by Ohio players. State. You have better players than Alabama. You could sit there and watch the tape from this year and call plays, or the year before when you had a good play caller and call plays, and – Y'all would at least win ten games. I Keys could call plays. I, I don't know about that. I honestly could kind of see. Games. I could kind of see Alabama doing the route of going and getting an NFL guy to come down. Oh my god! To Bill be, O'Brien, not not necessarily a Bill O'Brien, but like a Brian Dable, who's been at Alabama before as the offensive coordinator, who wants to be a head coach. I could see oh that. I could see. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, oh, like, I could see that. But but. But I could I don't see Dabo being as highly touted by Alabama as he would want him. I think he would I think whole, he would want the to whole be. Dabo thing was just a theory. Like Dabo's not gonna be the head coach. No, no, that's no, not, no, that's no. not an actual thing. It was just conscious. Right. I just don't I don't I don't think that Dabo I think Saban is gonna coach until does Saban have a son? Or no. just a daughter? Just, just a daughter. Just a daughter. He's gonna coach until his daughter hot. is she is very hot. She's adopted. She's adopted and super fun. And I think he's going to coach she's until right. his averagely hot daughter is old enough and has the experience enough to become. <laughs> look, Nick Saban's daughter is going to take over from the University of Alabama. Bold take. 
right now. <laughs> well, well, he's got, got a grandson now, when he's, James. Who's, when he's who's 150. Lucy's so we need to, I need to prearrange that marriage between Lucy and, and, and <laughs> Saban's grandson oh my so, God. so she can be the next queen of college football. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, yeah, well, what, what's Saban's wife's name? Debbie? Terry. Terry. Miss okay. Terry. Debbie, same put some, thing. Put some damn respect. Southern name. Put some, da- Terry put some damn respect <laughs> on Miss Terry. Eats little Debbie. Sorry, I got it. That's what it is. I'm Hey, two two oatmeal cream pies and a cup of black coffee every morning. Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should not drink while we do this. This is fun. I'm a little buzzed. We've 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 talked about recruiting and we've already beat a dead horse. That horse has already been made to glue. So let's uh, see. Can we talk? Hold on. Can we can we talk like? Let, let's let, real quick. This is a long show. I know yeah, it's a long. It's gonna be. Show. It's gonna be like a three-hour show. We don't really have. We don't really have a lot of picks. We we can. I mean, the best game on the schedule this weekend is Fresno Jimmy Kimmel, State. LA Bowl. Is that really a bowl? Yeah. The non-New York Six bowl games are New York Six. The non-New Year's Six games are absolutely crap this year. I'll be honest. Most of them. <laughs> well, Oklahoma, most of Oregon's going to be a good one. Yeah, but we don't have any okay, players playing. Let's, let's, okay. the, we'll say the early games. Well, see, you say that The too, early games are crap. Like today. Look, I know I don't have Wi-Fi in my apartment, but Northern Illinois is down two to Coastal Carolina in the third. It's a fantastic game. We just can't watch it. Um, oh, okay. So <laughs> we were talking about we gotta talk. It. We need to talk transfer portal. Yeah, we were talking about. Um, I mentioned Shane Beamer in South Carolina earlier. So OU quarterback Spencer Rattler and OU tight end stud tight end uh, Stogner Austin Stogner yeah. Austin Stogner both transferred to South Carolina. Yeah, I think South, that, that shock. That's a shocker well, to me. Actually, I'm not shocked at all. That was the second biggest shock of the week to me. Shane Beamer I understand actually the connection, but I'm was still pretty a really good offensive coordinator for Oklahoma. I think that's why our offense was really good is because he is a great play caller, and he's also a really good good coach in general. And I think the connection between him and Spencer Rattler is going to be really good at South Carolina. Stogner also, I think, has a really good connection with Rattler. So <coughs> I expect South Carolina to be really a lot better than what they were. See – South Carolina had shocked me this year. I didn't think they were going to win. What they won six games this year, didn't they? They're six and six. Yep. So I I expected South Carolina this year to take a have like a four and eight kind of year where they win their non con and they just get blown out in the SEC. They beat Auburn, who I think Auburn as a six and six team was not a terrible team. Uh, obviously, TJ Finley was the starting quarterback in that game, which had a, played a big role in that, but. Auburn was not that bad of a team overall as a six and six team. Uh, I mean, they weren't good, but the point, my point being, is South Carolina was a shocker to me this year, and I think Shane Beamer got a lot of belief in that building, and that's why Spencer Rattler even considered going there. Even he's got the relationship with Beamer, but if South Carolina went four and eight this year, I don't think he goes. Look. As a Georgia fan, this is why I'm not worried. South Carolina, yes, South Carolina went six and six. I think they went six and six because they caught a lot of teams at the right time. And as Matt was talking about, they got Auburn at the end of the year. They beat Auburn by four with TJ Finley at quarterback. They'd already had a lot of people give up on the season. You've seen what's happened to Auburn once the season was over. Everybody's fucking transfer. Sorry, everybody's transferring. They got Florida right as Florida was just giving up on the season. They beat them forty to seventeen. That's their biggest win of the year. When they played good teams, they played Georgia when they were ranked two. Georgia beat them forty to thirteen. Tennessee, consider Tennessee the ranked team. They beat them forty-five to twenty. 
Kentucky beat them 16 to 10. Kentucky ended up really not being that good of a team. AM beat them 44 to 14. The last ranked team they played was Clemson. Clemson beat them 30 to 0. Yeah. So I, I, they didn't look good against any good teams. That's how I judge. And they beat Vanderbilt by one. Vanderbilt was absolute hot garbage this year. Look, South Carolina, did they exceed expectations? Yes. I think the reason they did, though, was because the SEC East was garbage. The fact that they bring in Rattler helps. And Austin Sogner, as Lando said, is a stud, which is great. But they don't have anybody around him. Was this Shane Beamer's first year? Yes. Oh, yeah. So you expect him to beat Georgia? You expect no. him to beat all the other teams? No. I don't expect him to go 6-6 six and six either. But so, uh, what so, I'm so saying in his first is year, they, didn't, they weren't without his though. players. The, what went, I'm saying is they weren't 6-6. In his six first year, without his players, he went 6-6. Six and six. Listen. And now he now, and now he has transfers from the University of Oklahoma. What I'm saying is, and now he's going to have recruits. To me, that are that are his recruits. A first year player. A, I think a first I think you should be coach, scared. <laughs> a first year head coach. To me, I judge them by how they look against good teams and how they actually. So play you on the want football you want you want a first year coach at a program like uh, South Carolina that is that was horrible when he when he got there. Awful. I mean, awful. Bad. You you want him you want him to 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 lose to lose to Georgia by one point. His starting quarterback was a twenty six year old grad assistant that was supposed to be a coach. That was for like four Thank games. You. It, he had Luke it, doesn't matter. it doesn't matter. He still had all. him. I mean, look, man. I. Put I it on think the record. Terrified. This, this is the one show yeah, like, that me. I'm not terrified yeah. at all. I, I would not be scared. I wouldn't be scared of yeah, Shane okay. Beamer. Okay. But, I, think, I mean, it's an improvement. I, it's an improvement. Look, look, sure. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be scared of South Carolina. I'm, okay. not, I'm not telling you to be scared. But what I'm saying is, is that, that and I don't even think I think Tennessee is going to have better leaps and bounds. I'm more, as a I'm more worried about Tennessee than, 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 South, than Carolina. South Carolina. Or, or Florida. I told you about Tennessee too. But, I told but, you. But but look, man, like like I'm just saying for. Everyone kind of discounted Shane Beamer as a hire, and they were like, oh, he didn't really want the South Carolina job. He was kind of their last option. He no. went there. Shane Beamer, what he did there this year, you're saying they were 6-6 six and six and they didn't play good against good teams? It's because they weren't that good of a team. Exactly. Will Muschamp, yeah, you're, you're saying they weren't that that, that bad? They were god-awful <laughs> last year. They were god-awful last year. So if if you were to ask me, what I thought about South Carolina coming into the year, I'm like three and nine, four and eight at best, and they went, and they went six, and six and six. I would have too. Okay, the the Florida game, Florida as a team, yes, they they kind of quit later in the year. I I understand that they, they caught, they almost lost to Sanford. They they caught yes. <laughs> Sorry, Chad. I, I, I'm not look. I I don't they think good, they made a good hire. I don't think that Florida was in a great spot at that time, but they. Beat the brakes off of Florida. I mean, it wasn't like they won a close game against Florida like they did against Vandy. But if you look across, the, uh, Alabama won a lot of close games this year, and then they blew the doors off of the number one team in the country. Salt in the wound right there, son. <laughs> so that is an awful comparison. No, I'm, 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 t- like, I'm not comparing. I'm not, I'm not comp- even saying just because you just, you just like, completely oh, yeah. shit on me. <laughs> I'm just saying because, like, I'm not saying South Carolina should have been better than they were all year. Yes. Because they had the talent to be better than they were all year. Right. South Carolina should have been. South Carolina was as good as they should have been. But my point is a W is a W. W W. So one point against Vandy is still a win. Either way. Okay. My thing is, is I like Beamer because he tells you what he tells you exactly how it is. I like Beamer too. He ain't going to sugarcoat nothing. I like Beamer too. And I'm not saying I don't like Beamer. I'm just saying for next season, I'm not worried about Rattler. And Stogner, because I don't think they have guys around them. Even with the recruiting class he pulled in this year, which is actually pretty good. 
He had a top 15. He was a top 15. He had a great recruit class. But I'm more worried about Shane Beamer in like 10 years because I think Beamer could be a guy that sticks around for like 15 to 20 years and recruits well enough to beat beat the top team every so often. I think Beamer is going to perform so well at South Carolina. He's going to leave and go somewhere bigger. I think he stays unless the Oklahoma – well, he, won't he, oh, uh, he won't go to Oklahoma. Well, he didn't leave for Virginia Tech this year. I don't so. think that. I don't think that he'll leave. I think that he's. Where did he play? I think he'll go somewhere else. I think that he he started his career at South Carolina. I'm pretty sure. Hear me out. Hear me out. Did he? Hear me out. Okay. When Nick Saban retires. No. No. You don't think so? No. That you don't think so? No. I I don't I don't think he played. I think I, I think Shane Beamer's temperament and, and and just the way he is, I think would fit perfect for Alabama. I I feel like I, I honestly here's it. I mean look at this picture. He literally looks like Nick Saban. He looks like a younger Nick Saban. Though. He looks just, just like, like his dad. dad. He looks exactly he like, looks Frank like Frank. He does. He looks exactly like Shane Beamer Frank played Beamer. at Virginia Tech too. Probably, but, but he did. But but but, but he my, didn't leave this year. I'm I'm pretty sure that Shane Beamer started his coaching career at. South Carolina. He was there before. I know that he, He's, him coming to South Carolina there. was him returning. He had been in South Carolina before. He was there in 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010. He started so his he career at Georgia Tech. He leaves for Georgia Tech when <laughs> what's his face gets fired. I'm kind of driving. Jeff Collins. Around. Jeff Collins. <laughs> clown, clown face. No, no, no. He was at Georgia Tech and then Tennessee. Uh, here's, uh, I, I don't think, I think Shane Beamer is a lot like his dad in the sense of like, Frank was loyalty. Frank was loyalty program builder. Yeah, okay. I'm here, and I feel like Shane kind of is gonna take on and encompass that embodiment. Where I could see him being at South Carolina long term. I, I never would say worry about Shane Beamer because as long as you've got Kirby Smart, you're gonna pull top three recruiting classes. You Georgia should be the number one team in the East year in year out with everybody chasing them. But see, to Lando's credit. The transfer portal has made it to where you don't have to have a top three recruiting class. Oh, agreed. And you can pull in guys and of Spencer Rattler's caliber. I don't think Rattler's that good, so I don't really – that's part of why I'm not that worried about it. So, go ahead. But say going. say you pull in a guy like – in my opinion, Dylan Gabriel is the best player in the transfer portal this year, coming from UCF. I was really, I was kind of hoping he went to Ole Miss. Ended up Same. UCLA, which it, I'm dumbfounded by. But to Atlanta's credit – if you can pull a guy like the Dylan Gabriel or like a Rattler or like a five-star that didn't do well, or like a JT Daniels for Georgia, you know, he ended up not starting this year. But last year he was pretty – he was good when he got to play. He's, he's a good guy to have on your team. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying though. Like if you if you bring in that transfer quarterback, like that superstar stud talent quarterback and throw him on a roster that's not that talented, you could actually win football games so, and compete against good teams. I was really hard on Spencer Rattler now that I see what was happening behind the scenes. I think he didn't perform because of what was going on with Lincoln Riley. And yeah, but he didn't really perform last year either. I think he was yeah, pretty good. I think he was good last year. I don't think he was I don't think he's bad. Year, I don't think last, he's year, bad. last year was his first time ever starting for Oklahoma for a big time program and you know it, like he he had sat behind Jalen Hurst the year before, you know what I mean? It was yeah, his but first time starting. How many guys do we say that? About like oh that was his first year starting and he's not that good and then he and then comes, he ends up being really really good and then well, he comes into this year and the head coach has one foot out the door leaves after a lost Oklahoma State that shouldn't have happened 
you know, like I think there were a lot of things going on behind the scenes that we didn't know. He's, I think he's going to go to South Carolina with a f- familiar face, a head coach. And I would not be surprised if Spencer Rattler balled out. I think that Spencer Rattler will do better in South Carolina than he did at Oklahoma. I think so, too. Solely because he's going to feel more comfortable. He's going to feel and comfortable. And there's no yeah, – it's, it's, it's all, it's all about being comfortable. And there's no expectation – like Oklahoma, he, not only is he following – is he a first-year starter – He's following up Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, who finished one one two in the Heisman. <laughs> so, so you're following three Heisman yeah. finalists. There's a lot of pressure, and I, I believe Oklahoma made the playoff every year for those guys. Like oh, Baker made the we playoff, did. Kyler made the playoff, Jalen made the playoff, and got blown out in each. each well, except for Baker. To 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 their point, but yes, yeah. they got blew out, but but we made it. But you made it, and as a young guy coming in. And you're starting in the Big Twelve, and, and this is your first run at it. And, and you have a guy, you Caleb have, Williams, that's behind you. You, you feel pressure. Yeah. I mean, it, it's human nature. I think he'll do better than he. I, I don't think he's going to be a world beater. He's not a Bryce Young type of guy where he's going to come in and be a game changer. But I think he's good. I think he's. I think he's going to be a good, solid starting quarterback for South Carolina, think, which they haven't had one in a while. He'll, ever. Be, he'll be better than Zeb Nolan. I wouldn't even say Jeff Garcia. Not, not Jeff Garcia, but uh, what's his name? Stephen Garcia. Steve, I don't even think Stephen Garcia no, Connor, was good. Connor Shaw was good. Connor Shaw was, was not Spencer Rattler. He's not okay. Yeah, that, but that's what Rattler. I mean. Like Connor Shaw was like an Aaron Murray. He was not even Aaron Murray. He was great value. Aaron Murray. He was statistically the best player. The I, best I I even think Aaron Murray was really good. Yeah, compared to what? Yeah, that's thank what I'm you. Though. But Aaron Murray's the same way. Aaron Murray is the best quarterback to ever play for Georgia statistically. But he oh come on, Matt Stafford! Matt, Matt Stafford's yeah, a much better quarterback. Right. But statistically, that's what I'm yeah, saying. his numbers. He played. Did, did he play longer though? Did, did he play? Did, longer he played all four years. No, Stafford four played years. three. Aaron Murray was there for five years. Oh, thank you. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So you prove our point. It doesn't matter. But like, it even does then, matter. Stats that the, the stats get padded like that. Well, uh, average stats were better year by yeah, year, year by year than, Matt, than Matthew Stafford's were at Georgia. But Stafford was a better quarterback. Stafford also had no Sean Marino that he was handing the ball to. Better talent off to. Aaron Murray had better talent around him than. Stafford did. If you put Stafford on the team, like in 2012 when we lost to Bama, we would have won the national championship and not even so. been close. Easy. I guess you know, but we put, <laughs> put, put him on, put him on the put 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 that on Georgia's wall of almost. <laughs> and if Tom Brady played for Georgia this year and AP at his prime, and and Randy and Moss, Deion Sanders a corner in his prime, and Randy Moss, and Randy Moss and uh, Jerry Rice, put them you all. You know what? I can say the same thing about OU for 2003, 2004, 2007. I mean, 2008. You know, I can say the same thing about Georgia Southern, <laughs> 1990. 1990. Yeah, if Jerry Rice was on the team, Tom Brady was on the team, they'd been, they would have won the national championship. But but they probably did. They might just won that one. I, don't remember. I guess I guess my whole point is is like you you. We're saying that Spencer Rattler, Connor Shaw is the best that South Carolina's ever had. No, 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 no. I don't think that. But but that's what I'm, that's what I mean. Yeah, like, but, what, but I'm but I'm saying. But that's who we're comparing Spencer Rattler to, though. Like, Connor Shaw is is the last quarterback we we know from. Spencer Rattler is the most talented quarterback that we have ever seen playing in South Carolina. Yes. Okay, we're in agreement there. Yes. I'm that. I'm in that. All right, let's do our pour one out because it's been an hour. I'm pouring one out for Max Verstappen, who is the Formula One. 2021 world champion him and lewis hamilton went into this sunday tied in points it was like 395 and 395 they had they both had the same amount of points going into the race and the very beginning of the race had drama because max 
tried to pass on the outside, uh, on the inside, and force Lewis onto the inside off the track. And people were wondering whether Lewis should give back the the position or not. And from lap one, I was on the edge of my seat all the way to lap fifty eight, where the stewards, who are the rules officials of Formula One, you know, kind of intervened and allowed the lap cars to pass Lewis Hamilton, who had about, what, a 13-second gap over Max Verstappen, who Max Verstappen had fresh, soft tires. Lewis Hamilton had, like, 25-lap hard tires. They they allowed the lap cars to pass, and it allowed Max to get up behind Lewis for one last final lap around the track. And, man, when I tell you, I was on the edge of my seat, eyes glued to the TV. Man, Max made that pass into turn five, and the crowd went wild, son. Oh, man. Oh, I, I, I was going I was going crazy. Wait, I don't know why you just stared me in the eyes for that entire segment. I did not watch okay. that. I really wanted you to know. <laughs> I'm trying to explain to you how awesome this race was, and the fact that you didn't watch it is, is on you, and it sucks I'll to be I'll be honest. You, I didn't even know it was going because that race was that race was, <laughs> You're awesome. that Honestly, race was coming phenomenal. Out, coming out for ESPN, because they didn't do a good enough job of, of uh, it's marketing on, that it's, race. it's on ESPN2, and, and the race comes on at 8 o'clock in the morning. No so one told me. Who, who wakes up unless you they were, in, they were in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. So, I mean, like, come on, man. Like, what Either you, what way. Or Abu Dhabi, whatever it was. Either way, congratulations, Max Verstappen, the first world champion of Formula One that is not named Nico Rosberg or Lewis Hamilton that's been in the past 10 years. Congratulations. Great driver. I really hope next year in Formula One we get another great championship like we have this year. Uh, cutting off. I'm going to cut off the speed limit for the state of Georgia. <laughs> um, when I was in Oklahoma, the speed limit is 80, so you can easily go 90 and nobody will, will mess with you. In Georgia, the speed limit is 70 or 75, or yeah, I think it's 70. I might have got a, a, a ticket or two. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say you, you think it's 70? I think it's 70. How long have you lived here? You know what's like 70. It, it's, uh, okay, okay, so it's 70. <laughs> I go like 80 because I, cause I know the limit that, that you can yeah. go. But still, I think the speed limit should be, should be higher than that. So I'm cutting oh, off the Georgia speed limit because it should be 80. Yeah, I think we're all going to move to Oklahoma. So this week I am pouring one out for bowl season because now it is officially socially acceptable to be drunk at any given time. Was it not before? Unless you're at work. Well, unless you're at work. Now when you're out of college, <laughs> you can't be drunk at 11 a.m. on a Monday. Yeah, every Saturday for like the for entire Saturday, fall. I mean, Saturdays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but when when you've got a noon kickoff on next Wednesday and you get to get a good buzz in, that's a good day. But also, how can you not be excited about college football? I know the some of the games and and this is horrible. Some of they're bad, bad. But unpopular opinion: the Bahamas Bowl should not be played between two terrible teams. I it agree. Should be, it should be a treat to get to go to the Bahamas and play a football. Where's game. Where's Oregon, Oklahoma? Amarillo Bowl. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Amarillo, Texas. Amarillo, Texas. Why is that bowl game in Amarillo, Texas? Exactly. That, but that's what I'm saying. Like. What was, was, was Toledo? What was the Bahamas Bowl? Toledo. Uh, Toledo. MTSU. And, yeah. Why is that the Bahamas Bowl? That's my point. Oregon and Oklahoma in Gasparilla, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> like the Bahamas Bowl should be a, a fun game. The Hawaii Bowl should be a fun game. The Hawaii Bowl should be between New Orleans teams. Bowl should like, be a fun game. Like, oh, hey. Well, you have the shirt. You're, you're two good teams. You get to go to a fun place where you don't normally get to go. And, and they gave out PS5s, I'm pretty sure, at the Bahamas Bowl. They so, found some? So so you mean to tell me that, that these two trash G5 teams get PS5s? 
Well, all these like Power Five teams who are actually worth the crap, they're gonna get like a watch that says "Congratulations, you made it to the Cotton Bowl." Yeah, a Rolex watch, <laughs> something crazy. It's not a Rolex watch. It's not, not a Rolex. Rolex it'll, but be like somebody, a, it'll be like, like a, a fossil, like a nice fossil. Uh, watch. It'll be a fossil watch. It's like 120 bucks. It has like their player they number to the stars and strikes and some I will crap. say I do think they get more than that. They do get more. Than that. <laughs> some of them do. All of them do. <laughs> For the Cotton they get, like a, they get like shopping spree. The, the, the Cotton, Cotton Bowl this year because maybe, it's a playoff maybe game. Maybe for the Texas what, Amarillo Gas. What's the sponsor of the Cotton Bowl this year? Is it good year? Okay, okay. What do you mean this year? Tires? For like the last five years, what's the good bowl? year? The the Bell Bell Bowl. You know what's funny? So a couple years ago, and in the Belk Bowl, I think uh, so they get to go to the Belk Warehouse in in North Carolina, and one of the players actually stole. From the Belk Warehouse. God almighty. Isn't, isn't that crazy? Oh, Jesus. So, I'm pouring one out for bowl season because it is fun to see some of these matchups. Uh, the playoff has obviously made things a little, I guess, less interesting, some people say. But, you know, you got guys that are opting out. Uh, and, and that's what I'm cutting off. I'm cutting off guys that opt out of their bowl games. Because the argument is, is why are they going to play in a meaningless game? So, if you're telling me that the only the national championship matters... If that's all that we're playing for, if you're a seven and five team, then why didn't you opt out whenever you were not playing for anything important in the middle of the season? Coming coming from an Alabama fan, I am happy to hear you say that. Like it just it to me it just doesn't make sense. Like if you're if you were opting out of your of your bowl game, like you see Kenny Pickett has opted out of why? the Peach I bowl. hate that. Same thing with Kenneth. Well, Walker. then like the first Ken- time Pitt ever makes a New Year's Six. That's bowl why game. I respect Emory Jones for playing in his bowl game. Matt Corral's playing in his bowl game. You mean to tell me that you went out there and you grinded with these guys for all year, and then you're going to be like, yeah, this game doesn't matter. You could have easily gotten hurt in the game. The Peach Bowl. The Peach Bowl is probably the Least climatic bowl yeah. for a New Year's Six game that I have seen Do since you know we started the, the whole college football. Average career uh, lifespan for an NFL player is it's like it's like, like two and a half years, it's like maybe two years. I, don't, I think it's less than that. Yeah, yeah. It's average of all the players that make it, less. it's like, like less than two for years. sure. Look, sure. I understand why people want to sit out. I understand wanting to don't take the risk of losing that first round grade. Kenny Pickett's gonna be a first round pick because he didn't play in that game. Right. But, but if you even tell if you me, tear your ACL, it's not the same as it used to, to be. To me, it means more to play that last game and it puts your body on the line. Team. Yeah, and give, your give yourself. And more, look, I mean, for Kenny Pickett too. Michigan State had the worst pass defense in the entire country this year. They're literally ranked like 120. Right. Well, go out of 130. Go, power go five make yourself a top 10 pick for That's sure. He would right, eat so. up Michigan State. Right. So I cut this off last year. I don't know if you guys remember that. I, I do. I cut the exact same thing off last year, but. We like you said, I understand because of injuries, your NFL career, everything. We also talked about the wow, same wow. thing with Quinn Ewers coming out of high school, and Lando mentioned he's like, my, it's much more important to me um, that I play my, you know, my senior year or whatever. And I also you know, the sentiment for some of these players. We we talk about this, but we also aren't in the position where we're going to the exactly. NFL. Yeah, but, but, but if you if you have a I promising NFL, Quinn Ewers leaving more than I do people sitting out of bowl games. Yeah, because Quinn Ewers skipped his senior year to make a million dollars. Right. Well, okay, but, okay, but that same logic. What is your signing bonus, and what is your what is your, yeah, your contract going to be? Can, Kenny Pickett was taking that as a. He, I mean, if he played in this bowl game, it's probably it would probably end up being there's like a ninety nine percent chance that he would end up watch. being the exact same thing. And he would get a fossil watch. Exactly. But who the hell is going to draft Kenny Pickett? Oh, uh, He's going to be a first-rounder. He will be drafted first-rounder. He's going to be a top-ten pick. pick. 
Who? Dude, no, he is going to be. A He's top going 10 to be. Pick. I don't. I don't think I'm, he I'm should asking, be. I'm asking you who's going to draft him. Top ten. I don't know. I don't know what team will be, but Eagles. Could be the Texans. Who, who knows? Probably yeah. the Eagles. If the Eagles take Kenny Pickett, I'm going to be pissed. It's yeah, probably no, going to be the Eagles. They took Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is good, though. Nah. Oh, his first, no, no, his first two years, Carson Wentz got his two He goals. was good. He Carson was Wentz good. ain't bad. Hey, but but <coughs> Kenny, Kenny, Pickett. Kenny, Kenny Pickett will be a top 10 pick this year solely because the QB class this year is, Sucks. is not very good. The, and, and NFL teams value quarterback yeah. what position. Are the, what are the top three players? top three QBs in this draft? Top three in this draft? Yeah. Top three QBs in the draft. Corral, Corral, Pickett. I'll take I'll take Matt Corral over Pickett. I would too. I would too. I, yeah. I, would too. I, I think Corral is the most NFL ready guy. Um, who would be a number three? Freshman Malik Willis, the kid from Liberty. That that no. If the Falcons take Malik Malik Willis, I will jump off. I'm just telling you that that's who, that's who is. They're, they're, those are the top three graded QBs. Like I, I, but Stetson. I oh, sorry, Stetson. Stetson Bennett for sure confirmed number number no, number man. number three. Does he have an NFL career? Stetson no. Bennett no. Uh, of, any, of any magnitude. Practice. Oh, if he has a college football player. Stetson Bennett is going to be a phenomenal State Farm agent in the state of Georgia. And he's going to make a shit ton of money. <laughs> he's going to be a real USPS. He'll be a real estate agent in Athens. Yeah. If that man offered me six hundred thousand dollars for a shack, I would buy it. I mean, but. My whole point in doing this cutoff is, like, you have guys oh, yeah. that, are, that, are, <laughs> that, that are that are that are they're doing this. They've played these meaningless games for a while now. Like, quite frankly, was the ACC championship that meaningful if neither team had a chance to go to the playoff? Yes, but it's an ACC championship game. How many people can say that they've won an ACC championship game? I, I, I've said my piece. We all agree. It sucks that guys don't play. They're like Oklahoma and Oregon should be a great game. Uh, if everybody played, it would be it would be a lot more fun than everybody opting out. I'll watch the game, but honestly, I, I don't care. But that but that's what I mean. Like even it, it used to be even in the Liberty Bowl, people probably cared. won't watch the game. Actually, I, I will because I have money on it. I'll wa- I will watch all these games because I just love college football that much. It makes me feel good. Wit. I'm gonna start off. I have three four one ounce. I've just decided this is gonna take ten. I years. really only have one. I'm going to start off with this one because no one else said it. I'm very surprised it has not been brought up at least once. I'm pulling out for Deion Sanders for pulling Travis Hunter from the University of Florida State. Brought him over to Jackson University of Florida State. Florida State University. <laughs> Look, it's Miller time. Credibility, <laughs> credibility's out the window when it's Miller time. Look, and you pulled him to Jackson State. HBCU is the first time ever an HBCU school has taken – a five-star player, the and it's the number one overall player in the draft. He's er, in the draft and <laughs> on twenty-four-seven sports. He's an absolute stud. Played for Collins Hill. Collins Hill was like the number one high school football team in the state of Georgia this entire. They were season. really good too, and it's because of Travis Hunter. I mean, the dude's an absolute superstar. I thought there was a good chance Georgia was actually going to get him to flip from Florida State. Dion comes in and steals him. Good on Dion. Dion's doing some really good work with HBCUs. We've been talking about it pretty much all season. Uh, in our group message, we've talked about a little bit on the show here and there. Uh, good for Dion. Pour one out for him. I'm also going to pour one out for Dan Lanning. Uh, he took the Oregon job. We really didn't talk about that either. This you're not happy about this that. episode. I no, I'm actually I actually am. I'm, I'm happy he took it, and I'm really really happy. And the reason I'm pouring him out, pour one out for him, is because he's staying for the college football playoff. I would have left. I would have too, but I'm glad he stayed because <laughs> because uh, I think he's a really good coach. I think he's an unbelievable recruiter. Um, I think he's going to do a really good job at Oregon. Uh, after Crystal Ball kind of left him out to dry. So, good on him. I can't remember what my other poor one out was. Oh, I'm pouring one out for Spider-Man. 
Also, I'm not gonna talk about it. I haven't seen the movie yet. I'm not. Uh, this is Keys. Keys is probably gonna pour one out for it too. So I'm not gonna talk about it. I just want to pour one out for Spider Man. So everybody knows that Spider Man is the greatest superhero of all time. That's all I want. People, you guys didn't invite me last night. So I'm also I'm also cutting off people that didn't go to see Spider Man last night. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> didn't invite me. He said, "Yeah, I'm going to see Spider Man." No, no, no invite. I, I was I was I was I was away home from work too. It was it was a it was a sprung extra ticket at the last minute. That I, I didn't buy them. Two young children. All right, come on. I don't have time to go watch movies. Oh, cutting one off for Matt for having kids. I'm actually cutting off moving and myself because I'm a complete idiot. So, so let me tell y'all. Let me tell y'all a very, very swift story. Oh my god, I'm so disappointed in you. And I already this, you already know my story. <laughs> I moved from Nashville. I just moved in. It was supposed to be on Wednesday. Wednesday, the entire day, was probably the the worst day of my whole entire life. I woke up. I moved all my stuff Tuesday night. Me and my buddy Danny, Danny Connor, shout out to him. Great dude. Helped me out. I paid him, but still. <laughs> <laughs> we moved all of our all my big stuff into the U-Haul trailer. I got a U-Haul trailer for like 70 bucks. Great deal. Shout out U-Haul. Yeah, appreciate it. Shout out U-Haul. So on Wednesday... <laughs> I woke up in the morning. I was like, all right, I, I got most of my stuff good to go. It's going to take me about an hour to get everything in the car. And then uh, I'm heading down. I'll, I'll be there by noon. I didn't leave Nashville. I woke up at 6 a.m. I did not leave my apartment until 1230. I worked for six and a half hours by myself, moving a bunch of small crap. I had no boxes. I, I packed everything in garbage bags. Garbage bags. I had garbage bags literally in the back of my truck. I just slung them in the back of my truck. Clothes. Yeah, whatever. Uh, dishes, everything. Cups, it doesn't matter what it was. So much Literally, every dude, oh, it was awful. And then I had that big old trailer I was towing behind me for four and a half hours. I get down here. The apartment building here closed at six. I got here at five thirty. I go in to get my moving keys, and I forgot my cashier's check in Nashville. Or I thought I had to have Did a cashier's check ever? to move in. I found it. My mom found it the next day. We were looking at my truck, so I got to use it. I didn't have to go get another one. Thank the Lord. Uh, but I also realized as I was moving in on Thursday that I left a document or like a file in my national apartment with my birth certificate, my social security card, all my like personal, very serious information that you have to have to start work too. I'm, I'm all right, ATK road trip back up to Nashville. No, I, documents. thank God I still have friends up there. Who, some of them are coming down here for Christmas. So I'm cutting off myself for being a complete moron. And I'm also cutting off moving because moving is the worst thing of all time and, and the next time i move i'm moving to a house and i'm living in the house for at least five years i'm just looking at lando's look at disappointment <laughs> you've got entire paperwork with your my birth certificate my actual my little like the birth certificate the hospital gave to my mother when i came out of the womb yes that is sitting in nashville right now that's like the that's like the the, the one thing you you there's make a lot sure of, you don't forget there's yeah i mean it was bad there's a lot of very, 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 very private stuff. So, uh, what, what want to go ahead and tell us what social security number is? That way we can uh, make sure that if we find your card. Right, it's eight wait. two. <laughs> <laughs> you missed a couple digits there. My credit card number is. I think it's last three on the back. Yeah, I'm. I'm for sure cutting off myself. I hate myself. All right, keys. Be permanent out for. God, this is the longest segment <laughs> we've done ever. Thanks, Miller Light. Uh, so I am pouring one out for the movies. It was great. Yesterday, Wint and I went to see uh, Spider-Man No Way Home with one of our other friends, and it was awesome to see the parking lot packed. First time I've seen it that full since COVID. Awesome movie. If you haven't seen it, go see it. 
Um, so pour one out from the movies. Great to see that uh, COVID is kind of dying off in terms of that. Uh, and I'm cutting off disrespect during signing day. I- I'm sure everybody saw the Travis Hunter video of him picking Jackson State over Florida State. So what I'm talking about with that is these teams, they take a chance on you. You know, every team that recruits you, um, they support you. They, they pledge you a spot. They pledge you some money. And they work hard to recruit you. And especially in this day and age where the transfer portal is growing like it is, you never really know what could happen in your future. So some of these uh, some of these players that are like throwing the caps on the floor or like ripping shirts off and stuff, it's like, yeah, you're going to a different school. But it's also like be, you got to be a little bit professional. Is it- you mean to tell me that you don't think Georgia would take Travis Hunter tomorrow if he was like, I want to enter the transfer portal? No, no, no they would. They would. <laughs> how dare he throw that? How dare he throw I'm not throw saying that. I'm just saying it's the etiquette of the thing. You know, it's a little disrespectful. That's just me. I think there should be a certain etiquette to it. And I get you can have fun with it. But at a certain time, these are schools that you spend a lot of time with, and they spend a lot of time on you. Coaches do so much worse. Like, like all right, I mean, this is don't, – don't, don't add this to the podcast. But Urban Meyer kicking players – you know what? Keep it in the podcast. Let's get into Urban Meyer. This son of a bitch. Etiquette How much so time dead. you got? Etiquette is so dead, man. Like, let's hold programs and coaches accountable for 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 things they do. Keys, I see where you're coming from. There is a little bit of etiquette that has been lost. It used to be just we're gonna I'm gonna sign on the dotted line for right. the team that right. I'm playing for, and I, so I get that. But right. we're not but 80s but but it's it's a new age, and and I get that. Like, you want to have fun with it. But at the same time, like, I feel like you shouldn't be just like, oh, let me throw this hat across the street. Let me throw this hat over there. I remember when Justin Fields did his. He ripped off his Harrison jersey. Or he didn't rip it. He, he took off his Harrison jersey, had the Georgia underneath. That's a big reveal of the school that you picked. You don't need to trash the other ones. So he, here would be what I think. What what got more clicks? Justin Fields taking off his Harrison jersey or? Justin Fields wasn't the number one overall recruit going to Jackson State. I no. Number one overall recruit going to Georgia. Thank you. Right. (laughs) Which gets which gets more. But whenever when 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 Travis Hunter and and we didn't really talk about this, so I was getting insider information from this because I worked with a guy that was a GA at Florida State last year. Yeah, I saw you post that message in there. You're like insider. Yeah, but but no, this was like legit. Like 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 he was a GA at Florida State last year, and this year. He's a first-year high school basketball coach, but he worked in the compliance office. So he's texting people there, and he's a huge Florida State fan. So he's like, yo, what's going on with Travis Hunter? I hear he might flip. And they said, we're pretty sure he's going to Jackson State. So I was like, whoa. And then I sent that message out, and then like five minutes later, Josh Pate tweeted, and I was like, yo, I'm like, I'm (laughs) – You didn't write I'm 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 finding this out at the same pace as like these legit dudes. I've got a mule, man. Like this is great. <laughs> how's that feel though? Like, like how's that Oh, dude, feel? it was it was wild. So like, <laughs> I left my classroom and I walked over to his and I was like, "Yo, dude, uh, so so like, is this for real?" And he's like, "Hold on." So he calls the guy and he's like, "Hey, like, what, what what's the word?" And he was like, "He just got off the phone." Like he's, he's like, and the guy t- in the compliance office told us. He was like one of the other, one of the other assistant coaches just came into the compliance office and looked like dis- disheveled, and they were like, "What's going on?" And he said that Norvell had just got the call from Hunter that he was going to Jackson State, oh and that Norvell threw a fit. And so I was like, "That's why I put I was like put that in the group." I was like, "This is like for real." So whenever it was happening, like I was like, "I've got to see this for real," because part of me thought that this guy is just blowing smoke, and that 
Jackson State, it's like, oh, cool story. Get Jackson State some publicity, but he's going to wind up going to Georgia. Like, because the, the, the flip was there. This man, number one player in the country, going to an FCS school and an HBCU. Like, just unbelievable. And then there's the rumors out there that, like, Barstool's giving him one and a half million to go there. And, and Dion ripped all that. He was like, come on, man. Like, you mean to tell me that I'm just able to get Barstool and Portnoy to come off of one and a half million for this one guy? And maybe he did. Maybe, maybe he did. But he, he could I don't know had. if he did, but he for he, sure could have got. No, no. That's I, the I'm biggest sure like sports story of the week, right? Sure, he could have. But 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 Travis Hunter. I mean, let, let's think of it like from a historic standpoint of college football and where we are in the modern era. How many star number one athletes have we seen that have just gone completely against the mold and said, "You know what? I'm going to create my own path." I'm going to an HBCU. Now, granted, Deion Sanders is there now, and you've got Eddie George. But this is unprecedented. Zero. It's, it's exactly. Like, zero. That was, like yeah. there hasn't been things like this, like, since. Ever. Since the ever. Like, like yeah, you're right. HBCUs were created to give to give black players an opportunity to, to, to like, put themselves out there right and like 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 there, there was a long time where where black players could only play at, at hbcus and the hbcus were really talented because obviously the best players went there until alabama one time you know decided to let a black player come there and it was historical and then all of a sudden all the black players wanted to go to these big big, big time sec schools big 12 schools and then you started to see a shift away from those hbcus and that's why they're highly underfunded so that's why I really respect what Deion Sanders is doing, because now he's getting those players back to these HBCUs, man. Because you know they're, they're struggling; they're struggling to to to, to fund these players, the, the teams, to get uniforms. Hell, Deion Sanders once said one thing: he was like, "These play these teams don't have don't 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 have names on the back of their jerseys." And 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 it's sad because like like all right, so what if you ever have children and you go to see your son play? Do you want to see your name Barfield on the back of that on, on that kid's jersey? Heck yeah! So Deion yeah. Sanders did that for Jackson State, and I think that's awesome. Yeah, I, and I think he totally paid awesome. for them to get jerseys he, with the name. Yeah, he, 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 he said, "What is it? An extra five dollars?" Which yeah. is crazy because yeah. most high well, some high schools do it. Not yeah, I won't say most. It. We didn't. Yeah, we didn't have it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's powerhouse programs. It's it's big time programs that typically do that. It's not just any high school program. But look, Dion. Getting Travis Hunter, I mean, massive. it just, it's still mind-boggling to me. And this is a kid, Travis Hunter basically grew up in Tallahassee. Like, he, he has been a Florida State, lifelong Florida State fan. He even said that in his commitment. He was like, I, I grew up down there. Florida State playing for them has always been a dream of mine. And to do this, it, it's just and- you know, I still can't believe it. <laughs> Matt's opening the fridge to grab another beer while on the mic. Oh, I meant when you got done talking. Oh, you know what? You know, we're multi-talented around here. Man. And I'm I, not just a podcaster. I'm also a, a, a professional beer that grabber. That's the last oh my one. God. Wow. I know I unfortunately destroyed keys. I didn't mean to, but. It's <laughs> okay, yeah. man. I'll, I'll live. It, uh, I personally didn't think it was a big deal because I, I think I think coaches and Coaches and programs do a lot worse to these to these kids. Yeah. I think I think it was a big deal when it first started, like when they first started doing it. But at this point, like 
I'm trying to think of in this perspective of like Brent Venables or Kirby Smart or Nick Saban. Yeah, yeah, I see. Like what you guys mean. they don't get, they don't care. Yeah, like they care that the guy's not coming to their school. But if if, if at the end of the day they're going to find another, another, another guy, guy throws a Georgia hat, he's yeah. like, okay, well I, well I have two corners right now. They're going to go to the NFL, but, but, and I have two more sitting behind them who are going to yeah. go. But also they're saying, guess what? This dude put our hat on his head. As a potential, as as, as, yeah, as we're being top a top three, three. like I am it. now a top. We were a top three for this number one guy, and he threw it. And the it only one that out, should be disrespected is Auburn because this man just looked at it and said, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't pan out at Jackson State, those other uh, colleges that he put the hat on for still have a chance. See, so. I I kind of feel like when he gets there, if he's blowing everybody away. He's yes. got to he's got to make the jump up Ain't because no. because because it, it it at some point I want to see that transition and where FCS programs and HBCUs can get guys to go there. Are you talking about Dion? Or are you talking about? I'm talking about no, Travis I'm talking Hunter. About Travis Hunter. Travis Hunter. Okay. I'm talking about Travis Hunter. Yeah. But you Dion, I'll talk about that in a minute. But but Travis Hunter, this guy is is talked about. It. He's the number one ranked player in the country. Yeah. And. You know the whole iron sharpens iron mentality. <laughs> yeah. Is he gonna? Is he really paving himself a good way no. to the NFL by doing this? No. He, the only the only argument I would have for that is that he's being coached by Deion. For sure, and and that's yes. the only difference. He's being coached right. by who a lot of people say is the best. Right, but but who is he going who every he week against? in and week out and in practice? Is he going up against these four or five star guys from yeah. Miami, well, from and, and New Orleans? And here's the thing wherever. too: is like, for example, Nick Saban and Kirby Smart. Put DBs in the NFL every single year, first round talent, and and they get to play against the best players every single year. Right. right. So it's like Dion. Dion's going to put him if he stayed at Jackson State, he would go to the NFL. Yeah. He he could not play for four years and still go to the NFL. Yes. For sure. I mean, unless he's got some like awful injury where he's obviously never going to step on a football field again. Right. But if I think it's better for him. As an actual player, not just draft stock, but like as a player in the NFL long term, if he plays against better teams. Considering that I, you know, I spent a year at an HBCU, so I kind of saw what the football was like. I'm telling you right now, a player like like him, he's going to play there for a year, and they want to go somewhere else. Oh yeah, because it's just the the competition is just so much, so vastly better at different programs than it is. An HBCU, he he, like people who are like that are so competitive, uh, competitively driven. They're gonna want, want to go play against people of the same nature. So, well, if, he, if he's that good, if he's gonna be an NFL talent, you want yeah. him to be that competitively yeah. driven too. He's gonna leave. You don't want him to be a guy just to sh- go to the school start. It's a, to it's, just it's dominate. A, it's a great well, start to get some money. If, if he doesn't it, leave, you may not know him in three years. And he's, he's, he's also a point, man. He's also That's a part a of this historic moment too. The fact that like yeah. number one overall player commits to an HBCU school. He's going to play probably for at least a year at HBCU school. It's a great point. I think it's a good starting point. Yeah. It's it's very interesting to see. What, now, I'm, I know it's up in the air. The NIL deal could or could not be there. It's very interesting to see how some of these schools could start leveling out the playing field with these money offers. <laughs> the, 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 the problem is at, at, HBC, at HBCUs, and, and, and you're right, <laughs> but – if you're in Alabama, a Georgia, a Texas, and Oklahoma, you've got a lot more money academically where you can set up accounts and programs and All financial it takes advi- is one alumni it, or it, one CEO to make a, a, yes, a five-star yes, player come anywhere. Yes, but how many 
how many CEOs do you know that are Texas alums versus sure Jackson State? I'm sure okay, there's, so I'm I'm sure there's some. I'm going to tell you guys something. So my first year of college, I went to Savannah State, right? So the biggest person that played in the NFL that went to Shannon Savannah State was Shannon Sharp. Do you know that he doesn't give a crap about Savannah State? He gives zero dollars back to Savannah State. Their stadium looks like a high school stadium. It is a high Harrison, school stadium. It is. Yeah. Dude, the, it Harrison is Harrison High School, the the, the, the the high school that me, Witt, and Keys went to, their, our stadium was a lot better than Savannah State. Yeah, Memorial They're, Stadium the, Memorial Stadium for Savannah State is BC's Benedictine exactly. Stadium. Exactly. BC? The, the, oh, man, their stadium is awesome. I went but, there for, for, for a high school but, game. But Benedictine puts more butts exactly. in the seats than Savannah State does. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like, people who go to these HBCUs, don't care, they don't give back. So that's why I'm saying these players aren't going to want to go there because the NIL deals aren't going to be there. And that's kind of my point to, to, to what I'm saying is that, it, yes, Travis Hunter going there, like if he gets the barstool deal, right. good, for good for him. But And and if Eddie George at, is at Tennessee State, you need, good, you need guys good like that. And you got Hugh Jackson. Uh, where's he at now? He's Hugh Jackson. Grambling. Grambling? Grambling. Yeah. So, so you've got bigger names there. But my point being – when you look at how this NIL has has worked out so far, Georgia, Texas, Alabama, and I don't remember who the fourth school was, but those three I remember for sure being named as like ahead of the curve where they have everything in line for their players to be able to fall right in. And I think A&M was the fourth. And so those four programs are set up to have their guys be successful where instead of them getting all their money, they can put it into stocks. They can invest it. They've yep. got financial advisors lined up for all these guys. Yep. Jackson State's not going to be able to do that. They're not going to be able to fund that. Savannah State's not going to be able to do that. Grambling's not going to be able to do that. And and that's why, sure, this one guy might. But but you mean to tell me, and, and, and this isn't a knock on HBCUs, but if I'm Travis Hunter and I'm walking in there with one and a half mil in NIL deals, do you think the rest of the locker room is really going to respect me that much when nope. they're not getting a damn nope. thing? No. And and those are guys, most kids that play at HBCUs come from nothing. So they they, they see this guy and they're like, who, who's this guy coming in here? I'm going to tell you from experience. And if you listen to our podcast and you go to HBCU, I'm not talking shit. I'm just saying this is, this is the truth. 95% of people that go to HBCUs go there because they were able to get in. Right, right. And 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 that's my point. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm, not, I'm not talking I'm, crap. Like right, I went I'm, there. Not, I'm not knocking it either. Like I went so, to HBCU, so I know like so Savannah State it was was a school that had It's a good school. Some, like it's a good it, school. It wasn't it, for me, but right, it's a good and it had shown some interest in me for baseball and, right. and it just wasn't it wasn't a good fit for me. Well, like, thank you. Like yeah. and, and it's it's nothing against those schools. Right. It's just that when you compare them to these other schools Hell, that have the Georgia Southern, even yeah, I mean, look at Savannah State, Georgia Southern. They're in the same area, same area, not Two even like completely. And and it's even when you look at the alumni base, the alumni base for Georgia Southern gives back so much, so and much. they want Georgia Southern to be successful. Savannah State, Shannon Sharp, Doesn't he got nothing. his number retired, and he's like, "Cool, thanks, I appreciate There's it." Nothing. Like Jerry the Stadium's Wright. not even named after him. Right? right. I mean, it's it's Memorial Stadium. It's Memorial Stadium in Savannah, and and it just it's historic what Travis Hunter's doing. Yeah. But I agree. I could see him being at Florida State in a year or two, just because I, I mean, give it a year. Or, or 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 unknown. Who knows? And Keys Keys has something like he like if he stays there, he 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 may get forgotten. And and I think I think after he spends some time there, he'll think about that. He'll think about it. 
I knew one thing. Wood always says, "Good job." I need you to know one thing. I'm proud of you. I knew one thing. I'm proud of you, Keys. You knew one thing. Good job. Half my takes are cold as ice. Attaboy, Keys. I have one more thing. That was a good conversation. I have one more thing to say before the show's over. It has been going a while. I wrote it down. It's been going on way too long. Hey, but this is good stuff. This is great stuff. This is good stuff. I wrote it down that I wanted to say it. I think Texas A&M in the next three years wins the national championship. Texas A&M, and I said this last year whenever three we were years, talking. Bold prediction. When we when we were talking about we were, we were talking about programs that had the potential to be like the next the next Clemson type of thing, and and A and M was on my list for that. And because they had that potential. I got one more thing. I think Max Johnson's going to be their quarterback when they win it. I actually don't disagree with that because I think Max Johnson got put into a horrible situation to where yep. he wasn't. Developed as a quarterback when so, they yeah. had all their players before everybody just started opting out this yeah. year or just start like sitting I out. Agree. He was really good. Max Johnson actually has potential. I actually think if you watch, even good. even if you watch him play when he plays bad, yeah. he's still playing well. Right, like he has a lot of guys drop balls. I think and, I think like he has it up here. It's just like mechanically, there are some things that. Yeah, uh, the, I agree with that. The, the, there are some things that a Jimbo Fisher can fix. Yes, that that Ed Ogeron can't could could, yes. could, could, could fix. So, so, so are you saying they win it next year? No, no, because because because, because they've uh, got that, he's they've a got, junior though, right? But they've got that cat that that five star. I think kid, Max Johnson's there two years, and you think that the, the five star waits? Two I think years? he wins. Yeah, you think he sits back two yeah. years? Yeah, I do. Yes, I think I I, I, Max because, Johnson because because of Jimbo because of Jimbo. I, I crapped like, on Max Johnson because he played bad. Listen, but I think he he could be good. It's different from the, like a Justin Fields situation though. Because Justin Fields didn't have a guy there where you're like, this guy's going to develop me to be an NFL talent. Right. I think that's part of why he left. I agree. Like, like it'd be one thing if he was going to sit the bench and Kirby Smart was like some, like a QB guru who sends guys in the NFL every single year, first round talent every single time. Jimbo, time and time again, when he gets the stud players, the really good players, he sends them to the NFL and they're good players. Like James Winston, for example. Right. I, I agree with you on that. I think my. My question would be, if if you're a Jimbo, what what advice is he going to give to a Max Johnson? If Max Johnson plays well this upcoming season, he might try and push him to the NFL because you know who's that cat that he's got behind him that that, that the five star kid. I mean, they just signed him, but uh, Connor Wangman. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, but my my question reason for that is like Bryce Young at Alabama. He sat behind Mac Jones for a year. Mac Jones balled out. Mac Jones has had some success in the NFL. Now, if you're if you're this guy and you sit behind Max Johnson for a year and you say, All right, he was he might be a little bit more ready for me this year. He's bit, he's played in the SEC. He's got the experience. Do you really want to wait a year or two? If Max Johnson's that good, if if but but that's what I mean. Like, I, and and I'm with you. I think Max Johnson has the potential, but I I don't know that he's going to be. I think I think Connor Wingman's going to be better. Okay, I have no problem with that opinion whatsoever. I'm just saying. I, I, I agree I, with you. I, I really I really like Max Johnson. I think he's a really good player. He just is hitting his LSU time at a bad spot. I agree. I mean, his freshman year was 2020. Took over halfway through the year. They were a way better team when he took over. Agreed. And uh, because TJ Finley wasn't TJ Finley the yeah. starter, yes, but see, Miles Brennan, I, I think Miles Brennan's better than all of them too. Who's going back to LSU? Yeah, which I think is awesome. He is? Yeah, yeah, he, he decided, decided to stay. Decided LSU. To stay. 
Yeah, TJ oh, was horrible. He's so horrible. I'll, t- I'll take your prediction one step further. If A&M doesn't win one in the next three years, they won't. Ever? Ever? Under Jimbo Fisher. I don't. I think if they don't win one in the I next five, year, five. I if they don't win one, no, next three, five years, years, three, five years, three years. If they don't win I one in the next, if they don't win one in the next three years, they won't. You have the number one recruiting class this year. You have three years, and and you're coming off of it. You you you've got Jimbo who has been there. That this is this is what his his second or third year. Third year. This is third year. See, it's going to depend. On, fourth year. It's going to depend on Texas though. Third year. Because the pro. The, because Jimbo can that's keep actually, doing this. That's actually a good statement. Jimbo can keep doing this. Jimbo can like I mean. Look at Georgia. I mean, Georgia just with Kirby Smart every single year. It's top three recruiting classes. Right. And Georgia hasn't won one, but Georgia hasn't ever gotten worse. Georgia's no, still a top I, three, five team every single year. I I I could see that Texas being the same thing will be Jimbo. the issue because Texas went that's five and if, seven. See if if Jimbo and they recruited if, uh, five. That's what yes. I'm saying, but that's but that, that's my point. If and this Texas, is what I, if Texas can keep recruiting how they, they were this year. Coaching A and M and Texas are both not they're not going to both be top five recruiting. But but that was my point when we had the Oklahoma when we when we had the conversation about who does go move into the SEC benefit more Texas or Oklahoma. That was my point with Texas was the selling point is we're going to the SEC and we're Texas and they still they weren't at the same level as A and M this year. But I, th- I think that Texas... Selling point over what, though? Huh? Selling point over who? Selling point over... Over Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma in six years? I'm not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying over anybody. Texas' we, selling well, point is we're the University of Texas. Yeah. Right, but it, it, that improves when they say we're the University of Texas and we're going to be in the SEC, the premier... Unless you're Lincoln Riley, you don't. No, no, no. And I'm, I'm not saying that they that they're a better team than Oklahoma. I, I was just saying that it benefit it been, that move benefit them more because they. I don't think their recruiting class would have been five had they not. I know we're, we're diving into a lot. This is a super long episode, but one more thing too. So Quinn Ewers, Quinn Ewers to Texas doesn't this, matter. Is this a big deal? No, I think it is. You think so? I, I, think, I think it is. is. I don't think it quick, matters. Quick, 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 quick reason why. Uh, uh, Steve Sarkeesian is a good developer of quarterbacks, and and if you look and and you could say matter. and and you could say I, I'm I'm not necessarily saying that they're going to smoke Oklahoma next year and anytime soon. I'm, my my whole point is Steve Sarkeesian is a good developer of quarterbacks. He knows how to help quarterbacks take that step. Quinn Ewers had all the talent in the world. Him coming in, I think that he's going to elevate the Texas program. I think that Sark is a decent head coach, and I think that Sark will have Quinn Ewers better. Texas didn't have a great quarterback this year. I think Quinn Ewers has that potential. More than likely, Caleb Williams is coming back. We have Jeff Levy, and now we have a defensive head coach. I agree with Matt. I think he elevates Texas but we to 8-4. and four. I think it's big for Texas in the sense of they're not going to be five and seven. I think Texas will be better, but I think the Oklahoma we're going to. They're see. not going to be better than Oklahoma. I don't I, think so. No, I don't either. And that and because and the reason for it is because I think Steve Sarkeesian is not a good coach. I think he's a good play caller, good I, offensive mind. I, I don't think he's a good head I coach. I think Steve. I think Steve is a good Sorry, coach. I don't think he's a good head coach. I think the people, like I said. About Texas, the boosters, the guys who pump money into I Texas. I think that's a big issue, too. Because they won't be able to beat Oklahoma <laughs> consistently. He's going to get the boot. And that, you know, it's just the truth. Right. No, and, and this has been my biggest thing with Steve Sarkeesian. I think he's a good coach. I, he's a phenomenal coach. And and 
you can. I know you have said this time and time again this year with Alabama's play calling. You're like, oh, well, they they lost a lot of hats. Yes, they did lose a lot last year, but the play calling from Steve Sarkeesian last year and the year before that, and the, it, it, really it w- good was was night and day different than what Bill O'Brien called for for ninety eight percent of the season. Yeah, it was different. Yeah, and it was better. Oh. It was, no, it was good. It was it, really good. It was no, no. Steve Sarkeesian, Steve Sarkeesian did a good job calling plays for who with who he had. I agree with that. But I don't think Bill O'Brien was that bad this year. Mm. He wasn't he's that had good. Bad he had some bad games. Exactly. <laughs> he had some bad games. But, but like for but, overall but, season. But, but if you go back and look game by game by game, literally like the only games he had a rough time calling, LSU game was rough. And then Auburn game, but he lost Jameson Williams. And he lost uh, Brian Robinson. Right. Who are the two best players on the offense besides John Mechie, probably. And Bryce, and Bryce Young. But who won the but look, at, <laughs> look at the teams that LSU and Auburn were fielding, though. Like, no, it, there, but there was it, no reason that, that... LSU is... But see, LSU is the only one where I'm like, why? Like, how did that happen? And, like, that made no sense. But and, it was at LSU. And I defended him with a- A&M, but there were so many times... He just went away from the run. He went away from the run yeah. in the A&M game inside the five-yard line. So, so... I got to give Sark credit. And, and yet they're 11 and 1. Or, what? Yeah, 11, 12 down and year, 1. Down year, 12 and 1. 12 and 1. Chance, chance, number one in the country. Favorite to win the national championship. Down, yeah. down year. Well, that's our show. Thank you guys for listening. As always, we appreciate it. Before you guys log off today, please don't forget to drop us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, drop a follow on Spotify, and give us a follow on our social media on Instagram at Around the Keg and on Twitter at Around the Keg Pod. Send us any questions or topics you want us to discuss on the show, and we'll be happy to include as much as we can. Have a great week. See y'all.